everyone, and welcome back to the Football Outsiders Fantasy Podcast. I'm Scott Spratt, a writer for Football Outsiders, which is part of the Edge Sports family. I'm coming to you at all hours of the night because the football season never sleeps. This is the start and sit episode for week 12, and so I'm going to touch on my favorite and least favorite matchups for players this week based on their venues, the forecasted weather, and their defensive opponents. Let's get that started by looking at quarterbacks. My favorite quarterback matchups this week include Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Dwayne Haskins, Baker Mayfield, and Sam Darnold. And really, Matt Ryan kind of takes it to another level with having almost twice the, the boost as every other quarterback. He draws a home matchup against the Buccaneers. The Bucks are number 30 in DVOA against the pass compared to number one in DVOA against the run. So big split there. Definitely encourages their opponents to pass. They increase their opponent's pass plays by 18%, which is the most in football, and they further increase their opponent's passing touchdowns per attempt by 47%, also the most in football. With Ryan at home in his, his home stadium with the Dome, could be a really nice week for him, and I have him number one among quarterbacks this week, whereas he's normally at number six for me. Next up, we have Drew Brees, another NFC match, uh, South matchup here against the Panthers, and a little bit less favorable in terms of defense. The Panthers are actually the opposite of the Bucks, stronger against the pass, number seven DVOA defense than the run, where they're number 32. But I still think this could be a positive matchup for Brees. Uh, he averages 4.1 more fantasy points per game at home than on the road since the start of 2017. So I think that home road split is going to be the bigger driver of his potential success here. Although that said, when we get to the running backs, <laughs> you'll see that Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray may be in for a really nice week as well. For Haskins, he's probably more of a deeper league option for you. But if you're willing to consider him in those types of formats, then he draws a nice matchup here at home against the Lions. The Lions are the number 24 DVA pass defense, and they increase pass plays by 9%, passing touchdowns per attempt by 29%. Baker Mayfield, I mean, he's been somebody I've had in my QB3 range most of the season, kind of along with Haskins, at least when Haskins has been the starter. But he's thrown two touchdowns in back-to-back games after not throwing two or more touchdowns any of the first half of the season. So turning in the right direction there. And Mayfield draws a really positive matchup here at home against the Dolphins. The Dolphins are the number 32 DVA pass defense, and they increase passing touchdowns per attempt by 43%, which is the second most in football. Mayfield is in my top 10 this week, 10 spots higher than I have him in my true talent rankings at 19th. And then finally, Sam Darnold, another quarterback that's been trending in a positive direction, draws a home matchup here against the Raiders. The Raiders are the number 23 DVA pass defense, and they increase passing touchdowns per, att- uh, per attempt by 37%. That's tied for the third most in football. So looking good there. The one potential warning sign here is that this game being in New York, there's a 52% chance of rain. Uh, this Sunday for the game, so could be a tough situation there if that ends up happening. I would just check your forecast closer to the game, and if there is rain, maybe avoid the Jets' passing options and go with more of the running backs in this game. Okay, shifting gears to the quarterbacks with the worst matchups this week. That starts with Dak Prescott. Uh, He draws a road matchup against the Patriots. I mean, a a frequent uh, topic of conversation on this podcast. The Pats are number one in DVOA against the pass. They decrease passing yards per attempt by 24%, which is the most in football, and they decrease passing touchdowns per attempt by 62%, also the most in football. This game being in New England, not quite where New York is on the map, but still similar uh, rain front coming in here. There's actually a 76% chance of rain here. So this could be pretty much a worst-case scenario for Prescott playing away from his home Dome Stadium, facing the number one pass defense and seeing potential weather being involved here. Prescott, I mean, he's been incredible over the last three weeks and for much of the season, but I still have him down at 25th at the position this week. Not a guy you want to start, not a guy you want to play in DraftKings, where he really isn't that much less expensive than some of the other top options. 
Next up, we have Aaron Rodgers going to the 49ers this week. The 49ers are number two in DVOA pass defense. And while their passing yards per attempt decrease of 15% and touchdowns per attempt decrease of 26% aren't quite that same extreme that the Patriots are seeing, they do increase, uh, decrease pass plays by 20%, which is the most in football. So it could be a situation where Rodgers just throws the ball a lot less often. In general, the Packers have been more susceptible to matchups this year, relying more heavily on the run when the matchups dictate that. And that could be the case this week on the road against the 49ers. Next up, we have Daniel Jones going to Chicago to face the Bears. The Bears, not as historically great defensively this year as they were last year, but still number six in DVOA against the pass. And they decreased passing touchdowns per attempt by 50%, which is the fourth most in football. With a kickoff temperature of below 40 degrees and with forecasted winds between 10 and 12 miles per hour, this could be a very difficult game for Jones and sort of the deeper options like Darius Slayton, who I'll get to in a bit. Uh, for the Giants, so I would leave him on your bench this week. Brandon Allen, probably a guy you're going to leave on the bench in general at this point, uh, but playing okay for the Broncos, I'm not going to start him for sure this week at the Bills. The Bills are the number 9 DVOA pass defense and number 27 DVOA run defense, so definitely a a defense that encourages uh, offenses to run the ball against them. Could be a much bigger Phillip Lindsay day than Brandon Allen day. Uh, The Bills also decreased passing touchdowns per attempt by 56%, and that's the second most in football. Obviously, being in Buffalo in late November, this is sub-40 degree kickoff temperature as well. And there's actually a chance for snow in Buffalo. Unfortunately, I don't think this is going to be as fun as a couple of years ago when uh, LaShawn McCoy was running wild in the the real snow. It's supposed to probably taper off by the end of the morning, but something, again, to keep an eye on just in case the, the... the forecast change. I'm recording this podcast a day earlier than usual, so obviously a lot of room for the, the meteorology stuff to, to shift between now and, and Sunday. And then finally, uh, Lamar Jackson facing a Rams team. You're not benching Jackson in any kind of redraft league, but he may not be the best DFS option this week. I actually think the Rams, maybe more than any other defense, are, are well equipped to sort try to take away uh, what the Ravens do best offensively. They're just the number 17 DVOA pass defense in general, but they're number 11 in DVOA against tight ends, and they're also number uh, three in DVOA against the run. Plus, they added Jalen Ramsey on the outside to try to take on Marquise Brown, who was kind of the only deep wide receiver threat that that, uh, the Ravens have right now, and they generally decrease passing touchdowns per attempt by 19%. So the Rams have a strength everywhere you would expect the, the Ravens to try to attack this game, and as such, Jackson is more of a mid-tier quarterback one for me this week, whereas he's normally my top overall option at the position. Okay, next up we have running backs, where the best matchups this week include Alvin Kamara, James Conner if he plays, David Montgomery, Nick Chubb, Latavius Murray, and Derrick Henry. For Kamara and Murray, they draw that Panthers team that I mentioned. Could be a good matchup for Breeze, but will definitely be a good matchup for the Saints running game. The Panthers are number 32 in DVOA against the run, and even though Brian Hill didn't have a great week last week, they still increased rushing touchdowns per attempt overall by 158%, which is far and away the most in football. Kamara is my number one running back option this week in PPR. And then for Murray, I think even in your shallower leagues, he may be a flex consideration for you this week. I have him 29th at the position. For Connor, he draws a Bengals matchup that's one of the best matchups you can get for a running back. The Bengals are number 24 in DVA against the run. They increase run plays by 20%, which is the second most in football. They increase rushing yards per attempt by 14%, which is the most in football. And they increase rushing touchdowns per attempt by 31%. So it's such a good matchup here that even though he's on the road uh, and even though he's banged up, if Connor plays, I'm definitely starting him. And if he doesn't play, I think Jalen Samuels is probably a pretty good option for you um, as as a plug and play option instead. The Bengals are just that good of a matchup.
Next up, we have David Montgomery. He draws a home matchup against the Giants. The Giants are actually worse defensively against the pass than the, than the run. They're 28th in DVOA against the pass and 14th against the run. But this is a situation where fantasy is a little bit different than reality because the Giants also increased their opponent's run plays by 16%, one of the highest in football there, and they increased rushing touchdowns per attempt by 15%. So even if uh, Montgomery doesn't quite have the efficiency that you would expect from maybe some of the outside receivers here, it still could be a pretty big day for him. And plus, you have the, the potential for bad weather there in Chicago. I think it's going to be a, a nice day for him. I have him at the back end of my top 10 this week. Uh, for Nick Chubb, you know, he's seen his target share decline a little bit since Kareem Hunt joined the team. I think Hunt has had 80% of the running back targets the last two weeks uh, with the Browns, but Chubb is still getting a ton of work as a running back, and I think he's going to get a ton this week against the Dolphins. The Dolphins are number 29 in DVA against the run. It is generally, as, as a poor team, they increase their opponent's run plays by 18%, third most in football. If the Browns can get a lead in this game, then expect them to, to rely on Chubb in the second half to try to kill clock. Plus, with another game where the, the temperature at the kickoff is going to be below 40 degrees with potential for wind, that could be their general game plan in general. And so I would expect probably at least 20, if not 25 carries for, for Chubb this week. And he's going to be a top 10 option for you as well. And closing this out here, we have Derrick Henry. He draws a home matchup against the Jaguars. I think we think of the Jaguars as being a better defense than some of these other teams that I'm mentioning, but they're actually better against the pass, number 11 in DVOA, than the run, where they're number 30, and that's even without Jalen Ramsey for pretty much all of this season. The Jaguars increased rushing yards and touchdowns per attempt by 11% and 14% respectively, so a boost for Henry there. And then further, Henry is a, a running back that shows pretty marked home and road splits in his career since the start of 2016. He's averaging 1.5 more carries per game, 17 more yards per game, and let's see, almost two fantasy points, no, almost three fantasy points per game more at home than on the road, 2.7 more at home than on the road. So could be a really nice day for Henry. He's probably an every week starter for you anyway in redraft leagues, but a good DF up, DFS option for you this week. For the running backs with the worst matchups this week, we have Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Jamal Williams, Carlos Hyde, Josh Jacobs, and Joe Mixon. For Elliott, the Patriots are probably most susceptible to the run than, than anything they do with the pass, but that doesn't really make this a great matchup for Elliott anyway. The Patriots are still number 13 in TVA against the run, plus they decreased running, rushing plays by 17%, which is the second most in football, and decreased rushing touchdowns per attempt by 39%. With the potential for rain here, I think the Cowboys probably are going to try to rely on Elliott and, and some probably some Tony Pollard too. Uh, for their offense, I just don't really expect anything to work that well, and so Elliott is going to be a little bit down for me this week compared to his usual top five status. For Christian McCaffrey, a guy that never really drops too far, I did drop him to second this week, so take that for what it's worth. He draws a Saints uh, matchup against the Saints defense, number nine in DVA against the run. They decreased run plays by 24%, which is the most in football, and they actually held the Buccaneers to just six running back carries last week. It's kind of an unheard of low total there. Um, McCaffrey is a little bit safer than that, obviously. Even if he has fewer rushing attempts than usual, he's still heavily involved in the passing game. And so I just don't think you can drop him that far. But he's something like $3,000 more expensive than any other running back in, in daily uh, in, in DraftKings, especially this week. So I'm just not sure he's the ideal DFS option for you at, on the road against the Saints. Next up, we have Jonathan Williams. I think I may have misstated earlier that this was Jamal Williams. But Jonathan Williams, the substitute running back for Marlon Mack for the Colts, he plays this Thursday night against the Texans in their number 10 DVA run defense, which is much uh, stronger than their number 25 DVA pass defense. I think you're going to probably want to start Williams in, in your shallower leagues because the volume just could be there, um, in particular if Jordan Wilkins misses this game as well. 
But the Texans do decrease their opponent's run plays by 17% and decrease the, their opponent's rushing touchdowns per attempt by 59%. So not an ideal matchup for Williams and what may be his only start this season. Uh, meanwhile, across the field from him in this Thursday night game, we have Carlos Hyde. The Colts are a little bit worse in terms of DVOA against the run, number 23, but they still decrease their opponent's run plays by 10% and rushing touchdowns per attempt by 32%. So probably not a great matchup there for Hyde either. And then with Josh Jacobs, I've been kind of banging the drum on him all season because he's up to seven rushing touchdowns at home versus none on the road this season. And I've been banging it a lot recently because he's had three straight road games. Finally, he's about to go on the road to face the Jets. And the Jets, despite being a bad team in general, have a very strong run defense, number two in DVOA for the season. And they decrease their opponent's rushing yards per attempt by 39%, which is the most in football. Could be a tough day for Jacobs. Although, again, if it does end up raining in this game, he'll probably see some extra workload as the team shifts their approach to the game. And then for Joe Mixon, he scored his first rushing touchdown of the season last week against those Raiders, uh, but he draws a much tougher matchup this week against the Steelers. The Steelers are number eight in DVOA against the run, and they decreased their opponent's rushing touchdowns per attempt by 54%. So I think Mixon probably back to being a, a running back too. He has such a workload that you can't totally avoid using him in your shallower formats, but not a guy that you're excited about. Next up at wide receiver, the best matchups this week include Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. So five wide receivers all in the NFC South in those two NFC South matchups. For Jones and Ridley, they draw the Buccaneers team that is number 23 and number 31 in DVOA against number one and number two outside receivers. They increase pass plays by 18%, the most in football, and increase passing touchdowns by 47%, the most in football as well. So for Jones, a perennial top 10 guy, he jumps up to number three for me at the position this week. And Ridley jumps up to fifth, um, despite normally being a wide receiver two for me, um, at least since the Mohamed Sanu trade. So both of these guys, definite starts for you this week. And then in the same game, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, maybe not quite the same matchup. The Falcons have actually looked much better defensively the last two weeks. But overall for this season, they're number 20 and number 29 in DVOA against number one and number two outside receivers. And they increase passing touchdowns per attempt by 26%. I mean, for Evans and Godwin anyway, they probably have a little bit less matchup dependent than most wide receivers anyway. So they're firmly entrenched in my top 10, despite the uncertainty I have about the Falcons defense. And then for Michael Thomas, he draws that Panthers defense that actually is better against the, the pass than the run. But they're still allowing 9.1 targets per game, third most uh, in football to, to number one outside receivers. So I think Thomas will probably do fine in terms of his volume here. And then again, by being uh, on the team with Drew Brees, he gets to enjoy Brees' home and road splits that are some of the, the biggest in football. And so at home this week against the Panthers, Thomas should be really good. Uh, as usual, he's my number one receiver in football. And then for the wide receivers of the worst matchups this week, we have Devontae Adams, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Cortland Sutton, and Darius Slayton. For Adams, he's normally my number two receiver, but this week he falls all the way to 11th. He draws that 49ers matchup that I mentioned earlier. Very difficult, decreasing pass plays by 20%, and decreasing passing yards per attempt by 15%, and touchdowns per attempt by 26%. Uh, so Adams could be in for a tough road here. For both Cooper and Gallup, they draw that Patriots matchup in New England. In addition just to their general solid stats against uh, receivers, they're particularly strong against outside receivers, where they're number six and number one in DVOA against number two, number one and number two outside receivers. Uh, Cooper and Gallup will probably have to contend with Jason McCourty and Jonathan Jones. They're two of just four qualified receivers with coverage success rates of 65% or better, according to Sports Info Solutions. So pretty tough there. And then plus, you have the chance of rain there that can make it even more difficult 
uh, for the Cowboys to throw the ball. And, and these are guys that I think you should probably avoid, even in some of your shallower formats this week. I have Cooper all the way down to 30th and Gallup at 46th this week. Next up, we have Cortland Sutton. He goes to Buffalo to face the Bills. Uh, the Bills are the number eight DVOA defense against number one outside receivers, which Sutton definitely is uh, for the Broncos at th- this point. But that just means that Sutton is going to draw Tredavious White, who has a very solid 57% coverage success rate this year, allowing just 6.0 yards per target. Uh, and again, this game, probably not going to actually experience snow, but still very cold temperatures, slight chances of rain here. Could be a tough day for Sutton. And then for Darius Slayton, you probably remember him most recently getting more than 100 yards and two touchdowns before the Giants bye. He'll probably have a much uh, more difficult day here against the Bears. The Bears are number one in DVOA defense against number one outside receivers. And I'm assuming that's what Slayton is here, but also keep an eye on Sterling Shepard's injury news. He's missed, I think, more than than two months at this point with, with multiple concussions this season, but could potentially be back this week. But even if he's not back, I really don't want to start Slayton. Really tough matchup here. Again, potential for for colder temperatures and and some wind. So I would probably rather rely on Golden Tate and on Saquon Barkley, which assuming that's probably what's going to be more of the Giants game plan this week. And then last position here, we have tight ends. Best matchups include Luke Stocker, George Kittle, if he plays, Ryan Griffin, Jared Cook, and OJ Howard. Uh, For Stocker, you really would want to have somebody else here. I mean, ideally, you'd have Austin Hooper to take advantage of this Buccaneers matchup. But I'm going to mention Stocker, even though he's probably back in tight end three, because the Buccaneers matchup is just that good. They're number 29 in DVOA against tight ends. They're allowing 8.8 targets and 80 yards per game to the position. They and the Cardinals are really the best matchups for tight ends in football right now, but with the Cardinals being on bye this week, Stocker's kind of the best you can do to take advantage of those two plum matchups. Uh, for Kittle, he missed that Cardinals matchup last week, and uh, Ross Dwelly did really well in his absence. And I think Dwelly is someone you can start as a top 10 option this week if Kittle misses again. Uh, but if Kittle plays, he's going to be my number one choice. He's at home against the Packers. The Packers are allowing 7.2 targets and 61 yards per game to the position, so pretty strong there. Uh, Ryan Griffin for the Jets. Uh, Chris Herndon came back for one game, but now is back on injured reserve. So he's done and kind of out of the picture here. And Griffin has done really well, averaging 75 yards and one touchdown in his last three games, excluding the game that Herndon started. So I think Griffin is kind of vaulting into consideration as sort of a back-end tight end one, maybe high-end tight end two. And at home against the Raiders this week, pretty good spot. Uh, The Raiders are allowing 8.3 targets and 64 yards per game to the position. Uh, Jared Cook draws that Panthers team. It's not necessarily a great matchup in that respect, but being at home, he gets the same benefit that Michael Thomas does, enjoying Drew Brees' home and road splits. And then O.J. Howard, at this point, he's a true talent, tight end two for me. He's just not somebody you're really eager to start in your shallower formats. But traveling to Atlanta in the Dome to face the Falcons could be a relatively good week for him, allowing 6.6 targets and 52 yards per game to the position, but probably more of a deep league option for you regardless. And then finally, the Titans are the worst matchups this week. Jason Witten, Jimmy Graham, Noah Fant, Mark Andrews, and Mike Gesicki. Uh, for Witten, he draws that Patriots defense that is pretty much strong across the board against the pass, but they're allowing 4.9 targets and 44 yards per game to the position. Pretty low. Tough spot there for Witten like it is for Gallup and, and Cooper on the outside. For Graham, he draws the 49ers that are actually even better against tight ends. They're the number one DVA defense against the position. They allow 6.5 targets, but only 25 yards per game to the position. That's the fewest in football. For Noah Fant, since, uh, since the Broncos traded away Emmanuel Sanders, Fant has seen his workload increase pretty dramatically, and now I consider him a true talent top 10 option of the position. 
but I think he's kind of the back back end of that this week, going to Buffalo to face the Bills. The Bills have the number eight DVA defense against tight ends, and they allow just 4.7 targets and 32 yards per game to the position. Not too much more than even the 49ers offer. So it could be a tough matchup for Fan up there. Uh, for Mark Andrews, probably not a guy you're going to bench. I still have him in my top five like I normally would, but traveling to the Rams, I already mentioned they had the number 11 DVA defense against tight ends, kind of the part of their ability to potentially stop what the Ravens do best. Uh, but the Rams are actually bottom half uh, against both outside receivers and against receiving backs. So it may be a situation where the Ravens want to rely a little bit more on like a Mark Ingram, maybe even a Justice Hill type of player in this matchup. Could be a relatively down week for Andrews. And then finally here, Mike Kosicki been playing a little bit better with Ryan Fitzpatrick under center, especially since Preston Williams went down for the year, landed on injured reserve. But he has a tough spot here on the road against the Browns. The Browns are allowing just 5.1 targets and 49 yards per game to the position. Okay, that's going to do it for this week's episodes of the Football Outsiders Fantasy Podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It's available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. I appreciate you bearing with me this week uh, and also next week with the Thanksgiving holiday. There will likely just be one episode again next week and with similar timing during the week. Please come back to hear that. Um, that'll be my start and sit uh, options for week 13. And in the meantime, good luck to you in week 12. Thanks, and I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.